You are listening to Game of Growth, a podcast hosted by TruePush, the favorite TruePush notification platform of more than 20,000 marketeers and developers. On this show, you will listen to behind the scenes of exciting market journeys, ups and downs of businesses, and the impeccable survival story. And here we go. I welcome you all to your weekly podcast, Game of Growth by TruePush. I am your host, Tina Varmam, and you're listening to episode 55. So today we are joined by Avnish Anand, the co-founder at Carrot Lane, India's largest omni-channel jeweler with over 97 retail stores across 36 Indian cities. So uh, welcome to the show, Avnish. How are you doing? I'm great, Tina. Hello. Thank you so much for having me here. It's great to have you here, Avnish. So let's get uh, started. Uh, What was the idea behind starting uh, Carrot Lane and uh, how has it been accepted by the Indian market? So, okay, I'll take the first question first. Mm-hmm. So this idea was uh, started or thought of 13 years ago. Mithun, who's the founder, he was working in the US in the jewelry industry. And he saw how technology and digital methods are making a big change in the jewelry business over there, largely in the solitaire market. Mm-hmm. He also came from a jewelry business. So he was aware of the situation of the business over here, right? How the business worked. And he could see that a lot of challenges or opportunities he was aware of could be solved or could be addressed through this changing technology landscape in the US. So that gave him the idea. And that's how he, when he came back to India, then he met up with other people and then started currently. The second part is that I would say, yes, that there has been a lot of acceptance for us for the type of designs which we make more than anything else. And I think that's the single biggest thing for which we are known today uh, 13 years on 12 years on almost so yes i would say there's been a lot of acceptance across age groups across cities uh, but yes there is still a long long way and a much larger population of women who have to accept us still mm-hmm. yes all right so abnish earlier buying jewelry was only for occasions you know marriage or birthdays and generally it meant spending a fortune on them so caroline has changed sure. that outlook and is seen more as a fashion statement with changing styles so was this birth of caroline a customer led business idea or did caroline itself led the customers to this concept so actually, uh, multiple things happened, uh, Tina. First mm-hmm. is that we actually had this idea of starting a solitaire business. Okay, But uh, during the launch itself, we did a lot of consumer research where we realized that you needed to do more jewelry work in India because the solitaire market itself was like a non-existent uh, opportunity in India. So that was the first insight which you got. The second insight was that Mithun always had this understanding from his jewelry understanding that nobody made the effort to design nice jewelry in lower price points everybody every jeweler in this country was focused on the higher price points for wedding and other such occasions to make beautiful jewelry in the higher price points and that was an opportunity he had seen that he could democratize jewelry by creating nice looking designs in the lower price point so that was another thing which was driving this decision and third is that you know as we saw acceptance and so, so we also kind of moved in that direction. So I think the third part is that because consumers accepted it, consumers liked it, that we did more of that and we kind of evolved more and more in that direction. So I think it's a combination of these three things. And yes, it is both a consumer driven thing, but also our own capabilities in terms of uh, 
you know identifying that opportunity and creating you know design and manufacturing capability to address that opportunity mm-hmm. all right yeah. uh, uh, avnish the volatile economy that we exist in has seen the ever increasing gold and diamond rates so what's the impact it has had on caratlane see when uh, when this kind of volatility happens it obviously affects a large percentage of customers because you know even if they don't benefit a lot from this gold rate increase and i'll tell you that in most cases the increase in the rate if you are buying a 15000 rupee product would be 200 rupees mm-hmm. but it's just a mindset which we have that rate is increasing let me just wait or rate is falling now is a good time and you know gold rate is almost like a news item in this country right when it really increases or decreases everybody right from the housewife to a businessman to everybody kind of knows about it that okay gold is increasing right so there is this you know this uh, collective mindset ki abhi we let's wait so that happens uh, luckily for us what happens is that because of our lower price points and the type of jewelry which we buy which is again impulse driven right mm-hmm. and when impulse is high and emotion Emotions are high. You kind of overcome your rational limitations or rational restrictions which you put, saying, "Okay, rate is high or whatever is high." So that works to our advantage. And the second thing which we do is that we have creative ways of addressing this problem. So we sometimes do a gold rate protection. Uh, we will sometimes do an offer which is more interesting. Uh, so you have those other nudges in place to address the uncertainty which comes because of this. and see lastly uh, you mentioned occasions right? right so it is still occasion driven but you know what has happened is that wedding is not the only occasion there mm-hmm. are lots of smaller occasions for which people now buy jewelry so you could just get a promotion at work or you could just have a you know you get a good hike or your daughter just goes off to high school all these smaller occasions right which make us happy and which we celebrate people buy jewelry for those things also and because the price points have come down right you no longer have to spend 1 lakh for it you can get something nice for 10000 or 15000 and some of these occasions you will have to buy because the date is there right so even during covid we saw that people didn't stop celebrating birthdays or anniversaries right and still buying jewelry for that so mm-hmm. that works in our advantage because we are part of those small occasions right where you buy impulse that it works to our advantage even when there is an increase so there is an impact uh, tina but uh, not so much for a brand like us mm-hmm. absolutely so uh, the global pandemic is on, on and uh, people are stuck in their homes so do you see any major shift in their buying patterns wherein people would still want to shop online from their home, homes you know so a few things which we have now clearly seen uh, obviously there is a shift from stores to online for multiple reasons Mm-hmm. uh a lot of stores were closed obviously uh, especially the mall stores people were not very confident we have seen exact customer data of customers who had never purchased online are now buying online so there is a shift which has happened over there right and various reasons why the, uh, they were not buying earlier whether there was a lack of trust or they wanted to try the jewelry or they were not comfortable making a payment online somehow they have convinced themselves to overcome all of those things so that is one shift which has happened the second shift which has happened is i think that there is a slight uh, you know uh, you still want to buy but somewhere you possibly buy a lower price point mm-hmm. uh because of various reasons right people might be a little wary of spending a lot uh, 
because of financial reasons or just to be you know you save money for a rainy day and it's raining all the time now right you never know what is going to happen yep so that is the other thing which we have seen other than that you know uh, it will sound very surprising but jewelry sales have not dropped completely it's obviously lower than last year which has been the case for every industry mm-hmm. but the recovery has been very fast and the recovery rate also has been very good and you might wonder that are people thinking about jewelry with all the trouble around us then i think the answer is yes because there is more to buying jewelry right it's not just for a special occasion there is you know all of us a lot of us enjoy retail therapy right uh so i think there is still a lot of joy which people derive from buying and looking at jewelry and people haven't stopped doing that during the pandemic uh and i think at least in our case it has worked to our advantage because we were already digitally ready Mm-hmm. so we didn't have to make any changes because of the pandemic right in the way we did our marketing or the way people browse or the way we ship or delivery options and so everything was in place so i think we have benefited from that but overall i think the industry has recovered fairly decently uh, and everybody is looking to uh, you know with a lot of optimism towards diwali mm-hmm. so the pandemic effect is there but uh, yeah i think jewelry has i would say fared better than a lot of other industries all right a, a small follow up question i would like to ask for this caratlane has uh, introduced virtual uh, jewelry try on options for customers so how is it changing the way we shop yes. for jewelry online so actually uh, you know the virtual option wasn't such a success and i'll tell you that there are multiple reasons for that see one is that uh, you know unlike a lot of other categories which are highest mm-hmm. you just have very rational reasons to try uh, the jewelry and if those questions are addressed then you will go ahead and make the purchase jewelry is not like that in jewelry uh, you know there is a certain joy in even going and looking at the jewelry in a store right enjoying that experience exactly that as much as uh, you know you get as much joy from that as you get from actually buying the jewelry and i don't think there is any technology which is in place today which you can replicate that okay uh secondly i would say that the technology also hasn't reached a level where it can really give you like an awesome experience today mm-hmm. uh you know this is a three dimensional product right uh, some of these are fairly small uh, you know some brands have larger necklaces and all which can be done uh, bet but most of the time you have smaller earrings and pendants and these are three dimensional products so to get it right uh, i think is a much harder problem than say you know spectacles or watches and so on and so forth exactly so i also say that a jewelry uh, technology has not reached that level also that's also a problem uh, so i think it is a combination of these two reasons that there is a certain experience which people still want and the fact that the technology has not reached that level uh, because of which it's not been so successful for us mm-hmm. yet what we are seeing though is that you know things like live is still working out well for us because you know it's still closer to how you experience jewelry in a store possibly right abhish we have read a lot about caratlane's popularity in the international market so what is uh, what is it about caratlane that it has gained such popularity and uh, one important question is how do you compete with other international brands like tiffany cartier craft to name a few so 
I'll answer both questions, Athena. Mm-hmm. The first is that I think the you know Indians tell other Indians, right? Like we have such a large Indian diaspora all over the place. Right. So that helps because people who know Caratlane in India will tell others who know uh, who don't know about Caratlane. Mm-hmm. A lot of NRIs visit India, so they go to our stores, they buy from us. Uh, they obviously are hearing from their relatives and friends back home. So that has helped. And once we made the uh, uh, products available in other countries, delivery and uh, other stuff, then it just became easier for them to make those transactions. So we set up, you know, a call center for 24-hour support, a website with pricing accordingly and delivery timelines and so on. So that just put uh, all the pieces in place to make it easy for them to buy. And then obviously we started marketing, so that helped. But the single biggest reason why they buy our jewelry is the same that it's nice jewelry at very affordable price points, uh, which Indians, I think, all over the world love. And uh, I think it's also due to the fact that this kind of jewelry might not be available in the US, right, from the other retailers. We still want yellow gold. Yellow gold is not something which is so popular in the US. They generally mm-hmm. do white metal. Right. And I think that what is also happening is that slowly... Indians, second, third generation Indians also are now buying carrot lane are also kind of spreading the word to the non-Indians over there. And we see a lot of non-Indians also buying for similar reasons. That They say that the design was great and we love it and so on and so forth. And obviously our pricing is very competitive. And there's a lot of good word of mouth happening from uh, the Indians also. The uh, second reason, right, the second question which you asked that how do we compete? Right. See, I don't think we have made a like a major dent yet. Right? Our, while our revenue growth and our customer growth is very encouraging, it's given the size of the US market, if I just talk about one country, it's still a very, very, very tiny number. Okay, Because that market is like half the market of the world, uh, especially for solitaires and diamond jewelry. Mm-hmm. So we are not there yet. But what we feel confident about is that you know, India has the potential to do in jewelry what, you know, the Italians do for cars and leather shoes or the French do for wine. Mm-hmm. We actually have the best uh, capabilities both in design and manufacturing. Most of the Cartier and, you know, Harry Winston and other names that you mentioned, right, Tiffany, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the jewelry gets manufactured in India actually, right? So the capabilities already exist, right? But just that we have only been operating in the B2B space, right? Mm-hmm. So someone needs to now start building consumer brands out of India. And we feel that we should do that, right? And that's there is an opportunity to do that. The story about Indian jewelry has never been told. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the same capability of design and manufacturing is just being, you know, outsourced to the Tiffany's and the Cartier's. And obviously, mm-hmm. they have done a great job of building brands and making iconic designs. But we feel that there is a big opportunity there for Indian brands to now, you know, take their rightful space in the world. And that is, I think, the opportunity which, in fact, that is the opportunity we are going after. Mm -hmm. And I think our combination of great pricing, great designs, great manufacturing quality, great service also, I think, where we can totally beat everybody. And I think we are also going to have an advantage, you know, this might sound very odd, but I think the user experience and everything is also going to be an advantage for us as compared to the jewelry brands, I would mm-hmm. not say in general. And I think that is what gives us confidence that we can take on everybody, like take on all comers. And, you know, there is a great 
joy which you get and great motivation when you think of this as your larger purpose to create an indian jewelry brand at a global level so yeah so there is tremendous motivation also for people when you think of that goal so that's what helps us go chase that goal wonderful wonderful avnish uh, any any parting thoughts uh, you would like to share with the audience so i would say that diwali is coming so please don't forget carrot lane uh, but yeah uh, other yeah, that's a uh, ingest not seriously you know uh, <laughs> but yeah see i would say that you know there is a uh, the situation is very hard right uh, covid or otherwise but what i have seen is that there is always an opportunity if you can you know just be a little more agile and hustle a little harder than everybody else mm-hmm. because the opportunity doesn't become zero ever it just becomes harder but it becomes hard for everybody and if you can move faster than everybody else then you still have a big opportunity mm-hmm. uh, and we have seen that play out during the pandemic uh, that what was a problem for everybody else actually became an opportunity for us and i think that's true of life many times so i think that's something which we can all kind of practice every time we see that there is a crisis or there's a problem uh, that it can be turned into an opportunity wonderful um opportunity opportunity can never come down to zero i would take yeah. take that as a note from you in fact uh, thank you so much avnish for joining us today and for this quick and interesting podcast with the audience i appreciate your time and stay safe thank you so much uh, you to uh, tina and uh, my pleasure for having for being here with you thanks for tuning into our show game of thrones make sure to subscribe for upcoming episodes and visit thrupush.com to access more such interesting resources if you like this podcast to subscribe and leave us a feedback let us know how you're enjoying the show and until next time take care